Hey guys, it's Missing Out Monday, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. As you know, I'm Tari J. Which would make me Lex Michael. Yeah. Lex Michael, what are you into this week, bro? All right, well, since the last time you and I sat down, we bid farewell to Ash vs. Evil Dead, a show that I am just so uh, dang fond of. It was on the Stars Network, and it is, if you weren't aware, a continuation of the Evil Dead franchise that uh, originated with the Sam Raimi movie. Like, that's the movie that really really put Sam Raimi on the map. He made it for almost no money with his buddies, almost like a guerrilla student film style. Right. And of course, that was that was uh, also what, what put Bruce Campbell on the map as well. They did Evil Dead 2 after that, which was a sequel, but also a very light remake in terms of recycling certain elements. And then they did Army of Darkness, which involved uh, Bruce Campbell's Ash Williams going back in time to fight uh, evil, uh, fight the undead in a, a medieval setting. Many years later, in the early, uh, early, mid, early 2000s-ish, they did a reboot, which is gnarly as shit, Uh, and then there was a lot of questions about, well, were we going to get any more Evil Dead? Was Bruce Campbell ever going to return to the character of Ash Williams, who's uh, got a chainsaw for a hand and walks around with a boomstick, uh, punishing deadites wherever they appear? And finally, uh, the Stars Network greenlit a television continuation, which would bring back uh, Sam Raimi, which would bring back Bruce Campbell, uh, Rob Tapper was another executive producer and we got three years of it and from the from the pilot it felt very much like this thing is too good to be true we're on borrowed time here there's no way this thing lasts more than a season because it's just it's just too magic a thing that it exists in the first place and yet we got three years and I was very bummed to see it go but we we were lucky enough I do uh, uh I did uh with a friend of the show Lucretia Lyon she and I were both on uh the After Buzz TV after show for it so like we talked about it for three years and we got to meet um, a bunch of people from the cast who are all very lovely people and uh we were hoping we were keeping our fingers crossed all year that maybe we'd get it would just be a late notice and we'd get another season but it was not to be uh if if you're a fan of the franchise and you haven't checked out this show, what are you doing? Um, it is one of the most, I, the, I guess the best way I can think to phrase it is there's almost no show that I've seen that is better at being itself. Uh, it is one, it's, it's very much a horror show. It's a horror comedy, but so much is done uh, with practical effects. It is very much, I mean, it's, it's, it's splattery, it's gory, it's gnarly as shit, but there's also some really good character stuff. If you've been tracking the character of Ash Williams, uh, you know, he's not, he's not historically been known for his emotional depth. Mm -hmm. Uh, we get a lot of shockingly poignant moments in this show as well. We actually do get to see Ash grow a little bit. Season two is probably my favorite season overall. And at the end of the season, the showrunners changed. So there was a really big pivot at the very end of season two that just didn't feel organic at all. And so I was very skeptical going into season three, like, what is this going to look like? And it feels a little bit, definitely feels different, definitely feels a little bit more like like TV than the second season did in the first season. But I still think they did a really excellent job, uh, especially given that I don't think they knew for sure they were getting canceled at using the third season to build to an apex of sorts, uh, which which not only uh, can serve as a climax for the broader mythology, but also puts the character of Ash into a position where he really does have to step up and grow and be the the savior that he was always prophesized to be. Mm. It's 
it's such a blast. And the the note that it ends on, I think it's driving some fans up a wall because it feels like, wait, but you you showed us that and we're not going to get more of that, you fuckers. But like, uh, to me, it's the most pitch perfect Evil Dead ending that there could could be. Uh, I'm a huge fan. It is so funny. It, it is surprisingly poignant and it's gnarly as shit. And on a production level, all of the practical effects that they use to pull off all of their horror gags. Like, it's insanely impressive. So much fun. Sad to see it go. Thrilled we got it at all. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't had a chance to check that out. I know that you guys have been watching it. Um, I've never seen anything other than the first Evil Dead. So at some point, I'm gonna I'm gearing up for not not like next week, but within the next couple of months, I think I'm gearing up to just revisit the entire franchise. Yeah. So when I hit Evil Dead Two, you need you need to see Evil Dead Two. All right. We'll we'll probably talk about it for the show. Okay. Cool. Um, I am into a couple things right now. Um, uh, both animated. Um, one is a YouTube series, uh, by AOK there. They do a lot of animated comedy. Um, a lot of like, uh, non-original IP parody. Um, by that, I mean, they take things that you probably loved as a child, like Mario brothers or fairly odd parents or whatever. And they do some form of like dark parody with it. And so one of their series that they recently came out with was grown up Dora or Dora the Grown-Up. Um, and it's essentially, they take the character of Dora the Explorer, but now she is a, a grown person um, dealing with everyday life. So like one of the episodes, she is at work and she still does all the things that Dora does where she'll talk to you and be like, hey, have you ever done this thing? Great. Um, <laughs> and she, she'll, you'll, she'll, use Spanish words and be like, have you ever been to the doctor? I don't remember how to say doctor in Spanish, but um, so she still does those things, but now they acknowledge it in world where she'll be on a date and she'll be like, have you ever been on a bad date? And then her date will be like, who are you talking to? <laughs> um, and so these, these are really fun things that they're able to explore with this show or is, this uh, like mini series. Is Swiper there? Oh, he is nice. Um, he steals her uh, her identity. It's great. I know. I know very, very little. I was. I was. Uh, Dora the Explorer came came after I was age appropriate for it. Uh, all I know about it is uh, Dora Diego Swiper no swiping. Yeah, that's it. Um, well, Diego is a uh, spinoff slash sideshow. Okay. That's still adjacent so. to, still related, still part of the Doraverse. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he gets brought up in the show too. Um, hey. But yeah, it, it's very funny, um, very sorry, subversive. Sorry, now I'm just processing what you said that Swiper steals her identity. That's yes. pretty great. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I've, I've just gotten into that a lot of people are really um, kind of gearing into is the show on Netflix. Um, it is a, it was brought over by Japan. It uses the Sanrio characters. Um, so like, uh, it's called a Gretzko. Um, so it takes the red, red panda, uh, Retzko, and she is in a office environment. Um, and it deals a lot with what it's like to be a woman in the workplace. Um, and so like, 
it's her dealing with that, especially in like, uh, it's originally from Japan. So it's, it's that, but like in a Japanese environment. So it's a, a lot of it is her being walked all over by her, her, um, office mates. And the way that she blows off steam is she does death metal karaoke. All right. Um, and so it's this juxtaposition of who she is in the workplace, which is very, um, quiet and, and, and very introspective. Uh, and then after the work day is her getting at her aggression as this really extreme metal um, karaoke and it's really fun. All right. Um, so those are those are the two things I'm really into this week. Nice. Yeah. Um, but let us know what you're into for the week. Um, we had one. Uh, so so basically, if you go on Anchor and you leave us a message there. We can uh, integrate it into the show, so make sure you do that. Um, or if you have some form of recording technology, you can shoot it to our um, our email, which is missingoutpodcast at gmail.com. So, uh, cool. Thank you for joining us for Missing Out Monday. Tomorrow we'll be talking about Hunchback of Notre Dame, the musical. Mm. So we'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye.